Ops executives make the world go round. You oversee all the cross-functional teams, systems, and workflows so your organization hits its goals. That means there's a lot of plate spinning, and you are the one in the center of that orbit making sure all those teams and systems make sense and create the right results. It is easy to get lost in the sauce of day-to-day activities, especially when your time and attention are called for from so many angles. I often hear from ops execs who sense something's just off the axis. They need time for strategic planning, so they think they need to maybe upgrade their time management skills. But that's like trying to squeeze blood out of a stone because they're already running full tilt. Does this resonate with you? In this episode, I'll share three lessons that are the magic key to reaching the next level. Find the full transcript for this episode and more resources for ops execs at yourfuturerealized.com forward slash two. This is Your Future Realized podcast with host Laura Malinowski. I help operations executives like you gain control of your mind, time, and career so you can love your work again and advance. I led cross-functional business operations for more than a decade, so I know how intense and heavy that can be. Subscribe to this podcast for tips that help you take a strategic pause, lighten your load, and get in the flow towards your true north. Hey, Ops Execs. When I was an Ops Exec, I felt obligated to be available all the time. As the longest standing employee in the company, I had historical knowledge that came in handy across conversations. And honestly, it felt good to be that connected to everyone and everything. So I read every time management book I could find, tried every trick, but it wasn't sustainable. It felt like I was suffocating when I saw the emails in my inbox. Trying to do everything kept me stuck. I knew I needed to make a significant shift to my mindset and my approach. Shaving minutes off of eight meetings in a day wasn't going to give me the time and energy that I needed for the strategy and focus required. A deep dive exploration led me to three lessons or mind shifts that I needed to make. Be realistic about your resources. As they say, ops never stops. I loved being the hub for the org. It gave me confidence. I wanted to solve everything and I could see how to do it. I was so good at being super responsive that I couldn't see when my own capacity was tapped out. I couldn't log off, literally or figuratively, so I felt stressed about work constantly. So the first lesson I needed to learn was that even the brightest, most successful of us are only human. All of us humans have learned survival techniques and strengths that help us succeed, Being super responsive to everyone was and is one of mine. Now, strengths and survival techniques are great until they're the only way we can function. Then the shadow side comes out. For me, being available for all the little stuff was giving me a constant mental beating, and it meant I wasn't available for bigger, more important things. Can you relate? Make decisions strategically. I was kind of a business ops MacGyver in my career. I could make just about anything work. I was responsible, scrappy, and adaptable. Plus, I could build rapport with just about anyone. When I realized my realm had grown beyond what I could oversee myself, it kind of broke my brain a little. 
I simply couldn't continue to say yes to it all. So I began to name what I was saying no to every time I said yes. A meeting over here meant saying no to strategic planning that day. Planning the next team huddle meant saying no to developing someone else to do it. And answering this email stream after dinner meant saying no to family time and self-care. Getting to the next level for me was less about doing it all and more about thinking bigger, making more thoughtful choices and empowering others. I needed clear criteria and a sharper edge. Define your personal brand. To this point in my career, I had grown mostly in response to what was needed in the org. I'd find a gap and morph to fill it. My de facto personal brand had become the drip pan, an uninspiring moniker that did not reflect the passion or skills I uniquely brought to the table. I wanted to be known differently, and I wanted a smarter MO that allowed me to shine, one that felt authentic and would jumpstart me when I got too comfortable in the weeds. I called it an MO at the time, but I know now that I was designing my personal brand. Now, I knew I was on a path that would present challenges for others. By choosing my focus, there would be gaps I no longer invisibly automatically filled. So it kind of felt risky and scary. It took courage to define myself because it also defined what I wasn't. I needed to develop a stronger voice than what I was used to using. But strengthening my voice provided the greatest opportunity for me and also for everyone around me. It allowed others to step up as well, and I knew that would benefit the whole organization. So I created a statement that I used as a compass to guide my decisions and communications. Soon, I was letting go of old baggage. I had more energy because I was getting to work on cooler, more fun things. And it was so gratifying to watch my team let go of, this is the way we've always done it, to seize new opportunities for themselves. If you would like help crafting an inspiring and effective personal brand for yourself, grab a personal branding session at yourfuturerealized.com forward slash branding as a first step. We'll brainstorm a personal brand statement so you can get out of the weeds and grow your reputation. You can't stop the chaos, but you can change the game. Thanks for tuning in to Your Future Realized podcast. If this show gave a boost to your day, please leave a review about it and share it with your biz ops buddies.